Well, good to be with you, church, and I pray that you'll just look around today and see who's here, kind of recognizing in some ways that uh, there are a number of people that maybe haven't been back uh, to church for quite some time, others, guests who are visiting. We've got a wonderful teen group here that as the, uh, just, hey, you guys are, appreciate you being here, uh, finding, finding your place among us, and I just continue to pray for your your spiritual growth. Thank you, Lane and Eric, for your work and your love for the teens and passion there and work down at camp this, uh, this last week. And has already been mentioned, a number of uh, baptisms as a result of that, a number of other people around the congregation that are thinking about taking that next step of faith. And so we're, we're grateful for that. Lane and Eric, you guys have permission, given the long week, if you fall asleep uh, over the next few minutes, that's all right, all right, okay? So, uh, man, it's been a teen blitz this summer with just a lot going on, and uh, we want to continue to pray for McKaylee as she, uh, as she uh, gets a second wind with all that uh, has been happening. I want to mention a couple of other things. Uh, one is that we have an online prayer request form that uh, if you have a need, you can do it right now if you want. If something is triggered while I'm preaching this morning and you want to go to our website and uh, you can see the, on the website there, there's an opportunity in the header. You can see to, uh, to go ahead and submit a prayer. You can do it from your phone and, and we want this to be as user-friendly and as used as often as possible. In some ways, it maybe replaces a bit of the card in the pew. If you want to use the card, that's fine too, but you can do this electronically. Those will be submitted uh, to, uh, you can kind of indicate who you want it to go to confidentially to the shepherds or to the prayer team here at the church. And then pray for this as a ministry, as we talk about this on Facebook, and as we, uh, as we reach out to our community, offering the opportunity to pray for our community this way. Wow, a couple other things. I, uh, I was giving uh, blood on Thursday here at our blood drive, and uh, noticed that suddenly we've got some pickleball courts in the, uh, in the gym. And so uh, thank you very much to Jerry Mickey and Bob and Jeannie for organizing, Steve Hopp organizing that. It's going to be a new ministry here. And uh, as I was, uh, I was given blood and I saw Jim McCoy and Jim said, thumbs up, I'm in for pickleball. So I hope it can become a ministry of this congregation and as an outreach, certainly a popular sport right now. Just for a few minutes, I want to remind you that God's Word is living and active. It's alive. And while our text for the last few weeks have been centered in, in ancient Israel, they are relevant, the text is relevant to our battles and our next steps of faith. And so just for a few minutes, I have... Uh, stripped this message of any illustration, oh, that should be, that's not a good idea, is it? Uh, or any application, because that's going to come in a minute during the congregational 
time and the congregational response. But what I want you to do as we review these few slides of where we've been in the last six weeks or so is to think about what point of truth from this series Maybe you had one as you were going through, or maybe you had more than one, or maybe you're going to find one this morning, speaks to you. Specifically, I'm asking this question, where do you find yourself in the Joshua story? What battles are you fighting? And just a minute, in that congregational time, if there's a battle that you want to bring before the shepherds of this congregation, we want this to be a time, a pastoral time, and a time where we are advocating, we are interceding for one another. Maybe another question is, in your battles, what weapons are you using to fight them? I know I have to keep checking my heart because I find myself, if I'm not careful, using weapons other than the ones that really we've been invited to use through God's Holy Spirit. So the question I'm asking is, what are your next steps of faith? And as we looked at, uh, opened the book of Joshua a few weeks ago, we had a picture there of, uh, the, go ahead and put up our Jordan River picture. Thank you. Can you imagine the people crossing the river? And I understand it was during the flood stage. And the question, what would be our crossing the river? Jordan, both individually, or maybe in your family, or maybe as a congregation? And can we find the strength and the courage to remember, as is called out in Joshua 1, who God is and what He has done? Because over and over again in the passage, we have the promises of God. You can go back and read chapter 1, and I'm going to invite you to ask the question, what promises of God are you leaning into today? Joshua 1.9 says this, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and create, courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know, this whole COVID thing, it's easy to get discouraged again. It's kind of wearing Again, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Then in week two, we, we looked at this idea, next steps, next steps of faith, as we looked at the story of Rahab the prostitute, as the Scripture describes her. And uh, here on the border wall of faith, I believe, is where God does His most amazing work. This is where uh, faith thrives and grows. So often, it is faith that is, grows on the margins. The margins, and so we have to engage there again. And this was true, this was true for, for Rahab, who found her faith there. And so one of the questions I'm asking you this morning is this. As the next step of faith maybe you need to think about some of the subconscious lists that you have made. People that you have decided God can't reach them or save them or use them. 
people who are a turnoff or a lost cause. And I want you to rewrite your list. Just as God, through Christ, has rewritten his list of you. You see, no one is too far for God to rescue, and no one is too far for God to use, even to use an insider, to save an insider. See, it's so often, if the story of Rahab is that the one on the outside saved the insider. Might that not also be true for us? Now, week three was about memorials, and that is we saw these stones that would serve as a reminder that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord's mighty hand is, and that is, the Lord's hand is mighty, and you might always fear the Lord your God. That was Joshua 24, 24. So here's the point. We remember so that we can find confidence to trust God with our next steps of faith. And maybe what you need to do is an accounting, a bit of a review of the way God has led you to this point. What story do you have to tell? Week four. Go ahead and put up our photo there. My invitation that week, week four, was to be a fool for God. In other words, whose fool am I going to be? You're going to be somebody's fool. And your next steps of faith may require you to choose the foolishness of God over even common sense. And remember the passage was... At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. And I tried to paint the picture of how ridiculous the circumcision might have seemed for people who were about to go to war. Week five, we uh, thought about the walls of Jericho falling. And the question is, in your next steps of faith, how are you going about your fight? And I suggested that it wasn't so much a war of the Israelites against Jericho as it was worship. To fight with the weapons of worship. Remember that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So the question, what are the weapons in your fight? And I just suggested four that uh, came right out of the passage in that walking around Jericho again and again and again in obedience to God. Humility and surrender. Faith. That is, faith that God can get things done. Prayer and praise. Now, there may be some others, but those are ones that I could identify in that particular scripture. And then finally, last week, I invited you we looked at the 
to perseverance because we looked at that passage in Joshua 13 when Joshua had grown old. The Lord said to him, you are now very old and there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. My point being, there was a lot of mopping up left to do. God had promised the land, and yet the taking of the land was going to require lots of work, even by those who said, hey, I'm of retirement age. Here's my point. Perseverance is running your entire race to the finish, one step at a time. And so we declutter, and we keep running, and we focus on Jesus. And that was taken from the book of Hebrews. So in just a minute, Steve Autry is going to come up as one of our shepherds, and I'm going to invite the other shepherds to, uh, Dave's already up here, several are up front, to be a part of this congregational time, a bit of an unusual, uh, maybe even quirky congregational meeting. We don't have a list of items. And in fact, over the course of the summer, we've been trying to lay out some plans, and that's been so difficult to do in the midst of COVID, to say, here's where we're going, and to be able to do that with any confidence. But here's what we can do. And here's what we want to do, here's what we will do as the shepherds, as the pastors of this church, and that is in trust God's love to those within our care. That's what we want to be about. And so I want to invite uh, just two questions, and maybe this relates to how you're doing spiritually, maybe how you're doing relationally, Some of us feel pretty alone, isolated, maybe emotionally. I tried to share that last week, just how on edge I've been. So we've got emotional, spiritual, relational. Two questions. What parts of the biblical story challenge you or encourage you, and what do you see as your next steps of faith. Take a picture of that. We're going to sing a song together, and then Steve is going to uh, lead us in the rest of the meeting. If you would please stand for, uh, for this song.
Okay. Thanks everybody for being here. This is a little different than what we've done before. Um, and I, first of all, those of you that are online, if you have anything, you would, statements you'd like to make, just type them into the Facebook and then somebody will get them to me and we will we'll read those. Um, I guess in the last six weeks with the sermon series that Jeff has done, I've had to go out preaching a couple times and, and every time I'd go out, I'd come home that Sunday afternoon Susan would say, you need to listen to the sermon. It was really good. Now, sometimes she'll say that when it's something that she thinks I need to hear. Um, but this was a little different. She's like, this is really good. You need to listen to the sermon. And so Jeff, wherever he is, Jeff, where are you? There you are. Thank you for the sermon series on Joshua. It's been really good, uh, really good for my wife and I. And I'm sure, uh, I know in our small group that we've had on Thursday mornings and others have really been impacted by that. Um, and as Jeff said, it's been a rough, you know, summer things started to go a little better with the pandemic. Now it's uh, starting to pick up again and it's just exhausting. I think everyone is exhausted with this. And so it's, you know, the, what has been said has been very relevant for us as we, we've got to look and, and dig deep into our faith and, and we can't let this pandemic keep us and keep our faith from going. Um, and so, so the, the question is, you know, the two questions that Jeff asked, what parts of the biblical story challenge or encourage you? And here's one, another one, what are your next steps of faith that, that you have? And so be thinking about that, and we have some people that will have a couple um, microphones that'll go around, and then we will disinfect them each time it changes hands uh, to do that. But I wanna start off with, um, a quote from a guy named Landon Saunders. Many of us know him. He had a, uh, I think an 82nd birthday this week. And, and I saw this and it, it relates more to last week's lesson than any of the others, but it's, it's just really powerful as we look at what are our next steps of faith? And here's something he said, boldness has magic in it. I've always been struck by the question, what am I giving my life for? We all give our lives for something, whether deliberately or passively. The greatest risk I run is being lulled to sleep and falling into the rust-filled rut of routine, comfort, and a false sense of security. So each morning I ask myself, what have I got to lose? And the answer is always, just your life, just the intense, delightful experience of, of being fully alive, of living dangerously. A poet has written that boldness has magic in it and the power of purpose, the courage to be happy, the daring to be different, the wisdom to be indifferent and to and either praise or blame. Let me read that last sentence there. The wisdom to be different, the wisdom to be indifferent to either praise or blame. Wisdom is found in a life lived boldly that the self-protected, unduly prudent will never know. The overly cautious are like the man who built a roof over a sundial. True, the roof gave the sun, the, the roof made the sun last longer, but it also defeated the purpose for which the sundial was made. You have purpose. 
You are not a victim of circumstances. In all circumstances, things are found worth living for. But you will need boldness to keep it near. Live boldly, and you just might find the magic you've been looking for. I think that was good for me as I get older, just continuing to look at what God can do and how God can, can use me for, for his work. And I think each of us have to look at that. How can God use you in doing his work? And we need to be bold with it because, as, as Jeff shared, you know, we've, we've got God on our side, and we have to constantly remember that. So the question is, where do you fit in that biblical story? Or if you just want to take one of those, what is your next step of faith? And, and I just want to share, Susan and I have been talking about this, and, and for us, we, we realize that our, our next step of, of faith, and, and this, is, this is simple, but I'm, we're simple people, um, is we need to practice hospitality more. And that's something that, that we have, have uh, not done as good a job over the last few years with that, with busyness, just this busyness. And, and it's something that I've had on my heart for a couple years, and I know we have lost the art of hospitality in our culture today. And I just, I feel like in this church to build community, that is something that I think we really need to look at. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. And that's something that, that for Susan and I, a step of faith for us is we need, and I know now with the pandemic, it's, we got to adjust it some, but for us, we want to be more hospitable. And we feel like that is very important in God's kingdom and in building a faith community hospitalities there. So uh, we've got some, where are the microphones? Uh, and, and kind of some of the shepherds, if they want to share some, I know they've, they've, they've got some things they'd like to say. What is your next step of faith? And, and for you teenagers, you know, some of it may come from, you know, being down at camps, have an impactful week at camp or Honduras or, or anything like that. You know, God's calling you. And so what is your next step of faith? And you, you know, feel free to to share that with us also. Okay. What's your next step of faith? Okay, we have Marion over here. And Brian, when, when it's on the microphone, will the people online be able to hear through that so I don't have to repeat it? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Marion. Um, I, I think my next step is to live in more gratitude and thankfulness. Um, I kind of gotten into a spirit of complaining and grumbling, and then it made me think of Moses and, and the Israelites, and, and then it made me think of the Israelites who were slaves for mm. 400 years. Yeah. Their whole life was lived as a slave, and you know, you just look at the bigger picture in life, and you sort of want to fall on your knees in gratitude for God is with us, and all of these lessons we've heard the last few weeks, mm. you know, we can be strong and courageous, and he will be with us. We will persevere one step at a time, yes. and we can do it in love and gratitude and thankfulness. Love and gratitude. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Good. Who's next? We have Peggy Hope over here. 
canteens have been filled up all week, right? And it's so simple then, you're going to go, yeah. You know, so if you're not encouraged, it's real easy to be someone who doesn't do that. So this is a plug. Starting September 12th, we're going to do a Bible study on Sunday mornings, women's Bible studies. And your teens would be, would be delighted if any of you want to come. But I think, um, I think of those priests that went out before the, the marching. Don't you wonder? I would have thought, why us? We're priests. You know, why are we out front? And um, I think if we're not listening to the word and learning and growing for myself, I get in that what Marion said. You know, crabby, complaining, just a little. Mm, mm. And um, I know when I'm in the Word, I'm not. And mm. I'm not that way. You know, I see yeah. a totally different light. So um, that's it. Just wanting to keep um, listening more to my own. Good. Good. I'm done. Thank you, uh, Peggy. You know, and the more time we spend in the Word, that's, you know, the Bible talks and Romans talks about, you know, faith comes by hearing the word. So the more time we spend in the word, the bigger our faith can, can become. So, Alec? I was uh, thinking about Jeff's message from last summer about the church has left the building. When we were not here at all, you know. Yeah. And he said the church has left the building and to find a way to be the church where we are in our family, in our neighborhood, that's my next steps of faith is how to take baby steps in that direction. What, what can I do yeah. to be the church where I am? Mm -hmm. Good, that's good. That was a very, very good. Just left the building, yeah. Okay, next. What's your next steps of faith? Don? Hearing what uh, Marion and Peggy said made me think it's so true. We, 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 I feel like I've gotten into sort of a rut of um, thinking about all the things that are bad and things and thinking and getting stuck on things that aren't going the way that I think they should. And it just struck me the lesson on that we don't fight with the weapons of the world because I think our initial reaction is to always be on guard, to to argue, to, to fuss about things that, you know, uh, don't get us anywhere. And I look at those weapons that, that Jeff threw up there that are so important, and, and yeah. that's where I need to, to back up and say, okay, I need to work on humility. I need to work on just faith, knowing that God's already got this. You know, we, we have to understand that. Mm -hmm. And then the prayer and praise, you know, that those are the weapons that I need to be arming myself with, not defensiveness, not complaining, not trying to figure out whose fault this is or whatever. I just need to be humble, faithful, and be in prayer and praise to God. And, hmm. and that, I think, will help change me from the place where maybe I get mired in and paralyzed to being more effective yeah good yeah, when he uh, Jeff mentioned about you know just framing our, our next steps of faith and worship uh, one thought I had was am I worshiping or am I just singing the words and it, that was a, that convicted me about really worshiping and, and then praying 
and worshiping before I make those next decisions of faith and, and steps of faith. So that, that was good. Okay, um, Stephanie. Oh, 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 right, there you go. about is this okay now yeah we're good okay um with the battle of jericho that was that was such a meaningful sermon to me because um especially you know with with cancer you're yeah. always taught you know oh it's this battle it's this battle it's this battle it's like no it's it's worship yeah um and and that's been the biggest thing that i've tried to do bob and i have tried to to have an attitude of of joy and, and handle ourselves with grace and dignity so that, that it would be different, that people that came in contact with us could see that there was a difference and, and want what we have. Yeah. Um, you know, and now I think that now that we're entering this next stage of my illness, yeah. um, for me, one of the greatest struggles I have is, is accepting help. Um, hmm. And, and you know, for me, I think my biggest step of faith now is going to be asking for and receiving help um, and, and just trying to stay strong and, and yeah. um, keep my focus on worship and, and use this opportunity because it is a wonderful opportunity to be able to witness to people uh, and to be able to, to use this to draw my own family closer to God and, mm -hmm. and whoever we come in contact with. Yeah, you know, um, I've known Stephanie since she was a teenager. She was in my youth group way, way back. And, and she's always had a positive attitude. She's had just a lot, of, a lot of things happen. And what I would like for us to do now, get some of the shepherds back there and surround her. And, and uh, Brad, could you lead a, a prayer back there with, with them? Just we're praying for you, Stephanie, and for Bob and for your family um, in this next um, next chapter with the cancer and we just pray that god will heal you i know in talking to her especially just some of the brad that you would pay that pray that you know, some of the specific pain that she's been having would go away and that the chemo would work with that so let, let's pray and, and we will constantly be praying for you bob and you stephanie through all this We pray, Father, that the witness that Stephanie has shown regarding how she's placing her hands uh, in, into yours, knowing that we are all your children. And we pray, Father, that we might glorify your name in all that we do. I pray that you would take away the pain and the fear and that she will feel your presence by your Holy Spirit of knowing that we are bounded together in eternity for life with you forever. We praise your name, O oh Lord. In Jesus we ask, amen. Amen. Thank you. Next steps of faith. I, I want to come over to the teenagers. You guys have had a, a great week at camp. You know, that's all good. Everybody feels good. You know, that's, you know, they're all together here. But when you leave camp and you go home, which you've already done, and you haven't decided on some more steps of faith, then that's disappointing. So I would like, okay, so let's start with Will. Some of you guys with some of your next steps of faith, and I know it's 
uh, going another couple of weeks of going to school, and there'll be a lot of things going on with that. So, Will? So, my next steps of faith are gratitude. Um, each day is a blessing and a gift, and I want to see that that I kind of get through those hard days because you can't get those or you can't get to those good days if you stop at the hard days. So I want to see that I'm able to push through those hard days and I'm grateful for them because you got to push through them, like I said. So I want to be thankful for everything that I've, I've been given and even the simple stuff like a house and a car because some people don't have those things. So I want to be more grateful for everything. Good. Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Will. Anybody else over here? We've got Alana. Alana here, right behind you here. Okay. Um, I would say I want to build up my Christian community, not just at church, but this past week I've seen all these people get baptized, and those are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I just want to make sure that they have a community and that I build it up as much as possible, I guess. Is what I would say. Great, thank you. Anybody else here in this section here? Okay, we got Spencer, and then uh, Lexi. Um, fight over who goes the first. For me personally, <clears throat> excuse my voice. I'm sorry. Um, I would say to hold myself to a higher standard uh, as a Christian and putting your identity in Christ. I feel like we're not just normal people who walk around. Um, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard and do better than just the regular everyday person. Um, when we were at camp, me and Will, uh, I was just taking a shower and Will decided to clean the entire bathhouse by himself because um, it was dirty and nobody else wanted to do that. And that really inspired me to just you know, hold myself to a higher standard and do things when people aren't looking and when people don't ask you to do things. Um, when you have that opportunity to do, to do more and do better, I think we should really take that opportunity because most people aren't going to do that. And as Christians, I feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Okay, good. Lexi? Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Can you get that up, Brian? This one. Start up. <laughs> Mine are a little bit more long-term kind of goals. Uh, since I'm going to be going to college in a couple weeks and going to a Christian college especially, I need to... Um, make sure I'm taking um, like advantage of all the opportunities and Bible studies and classes. I know I'm going to be going to Jeremy's um, parents um, on Wednesday nights for their um, yeah. Bible studies and stuff yeah. and going with all of some of the St. Louis people and um, really taking into account that since I'm going to be finding a new church, since I'm going to be in a different state, um, like making sure I'm looking at things that they believe in, making sure that they align with my beliefs and um, really like truly taking advantage of all of the opportunities in the in the church to either serve on the praise team like I did here or um, help with their like um, younger kids since I want to be a teacher and just making sure I'm um, seeking those opportunities and not just waiting for them to fall on my lap really good great anyone else want to share here let, let me remind you guys that every spiritual renaissance that's ever taken place in the world started with young people Everyone, as you look back historically, started with young people. And don't ever underestimate the power you guys can have over us old, cynical people. Um, just the idealism that you guys have is wonderful. And, and the, we can change the world, but in history it has started 
with you guys. So don't ever underestimate that and the influence you can have on older people. So th and thank you for being here. Thank you for being up front. And just thank you for your response to what God has put before you um, this last week and, and for several things that you guys have been able to experience. So, so thank you. Okay, we have uh, Mary Jo. Uh, yes, I think my next step of faith is just taking that step. Bob has been uh, not doing well. He's, his lungs are affected, and we don't know why. And oh. We don't have a treatment right now. But I've seen what God has done um, the last 14 years since he first got sick and got the kidney transplant. Uh, but I stay stuck in what if. Um, I can't do it. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but it gives me hope that it doesn't stop there. Just because I may be weary, God can help me take that next step, yeah. you know, that okay. I need to take. Good. Could, could the elders, could some shepherds over there pray over Mary Jo and Bob? Um, Keaton, could you lead that prayer? Father in heaven, uh, we are so thankful for Mary Jo and Bob and, and what they mean to all of us. Father, uh, Bob is such a, a wonderful encourager and um, we love him so much and we love Mary Jo so much. Father, we just ask a special blessing at this time for them. Father, we know that uh, you have many more things um, in store for Bob as he works the pantry and he knows the, the names, the faces of all the people that come in there and what an encouragement he is to all of them. And Father, he's an encouragement to all of us. Father, we just ask a special blessing at this time on both of them. Give them the, uh, insur uh, the assurance that uh, you're there with them all the time. And Father, help us to uh, be there for them also. Help us to love them and show them that uh, we are just like they are. We need your help and your guidance in our lives. And Father... Help us to reach out <coughs> more than what we can even imagine to comfort them because we're comforted uh, by what they do in their lives. Father, um, uh, we're thankful for the opportunities uh, that come before us and help us to have our eyes open and see the needs around us like they do. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you. Okay, a couple more. We're, we've already run out of time. We've gone a little over. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Matt Earnhardt there wants to share. Sorry, I talk pretty loud. So I, but no, we right. need. No, um, oh, oh, okay. No, uh, I think I get in this mindset, especially as the school year starts, that 
I'm working towards the next thing. And it could be a week away, it could be two weeks away, and I think that's kind of the teaching mindset I'm in. I want my kids to know this thing, and so I don't live with intentionality each day. And I just want to live each day more intentionally. I think, well, especially our family, what we've experienced with my dad over the last year and a half, we're not really guaranteed the next day, but we also don't know what's in store for this day. And here I am walking around with the gospel message of Jesus inside of me, and that should affect every interaction I have with everybody. And what if I lived life thinking that every interaction I had with somebody was intentional? And so that could be someone at the grocery store, that could be the gas station attendant, that could be a student in my classroom, it could be a colleague I work with, it could be someone at church who I just give my time to. Either way, I just would like to live with more intention, that each day is on purpose and the interactions I have with people are on purpose. And it really is truly a, it, it's a chance to share the gospel message of Jesus with people in the world. And so I think as I look I just do this. I, it's like, oh, next week on Wednesday, I have this thing planned. The days between now and then, I'm just like, they're the filler days to get to Wednesday. But what if Monday, tomorrow, was an intentional day along the way to get to that thing? But what if I saw Monday as, no, that's, that's a day. That's an intentional day. And then I left my house thinking, the interactions I have today are on purpose. Yes, Ste Stephanie you. mentioned it with, um, you know, everything is, is worship and we see that in Bob how his life is is a worship he may not sing all the time maybe he does but but he lives his life as a worship and Matt what you're talking about right there that's that's worship it's it's you know we talked about it at camp it's what comes out of the overflow um, God's God's love for us and the overflow of, of that love is what pours all over the people around us and so if we continue to spend time with with Jesus we continue to spend time with God, and like Alana said, our community, we're trying to build up our community. Our lives become a worship to him in everything that we do. And yeah. so that's, I think that's, that's exactly what we've been talking about the last, yeah. last week. Okay, thank you for being a part of this. And I just want to encourage you to go home this afternoon and sit down and write down what your next step of faith is going to be. Um, and if you'd like to share it with the elders, we would love to see it. You just kind of email myself or one of the elders, and we can share it with the group we meet tomorrow night uh, at 6 o'clock up on fourth floor, and um, we can pray over those, or if you send it later, that would be fine also. But again, look at the story of Joshua and how it can apply to you, and, and what is your next step of faith? And more so than ever, we need faithful people to step up. So let me lead us in a prayer, and, and then we will um, be on our way. And again, thank you for being here today. If you're visiting, thank you for being here. If there's anything we can do to help you in those next steps of faith, we would love to, uh, to assist or to help you navigate that. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time we've had today. And Father, I ask you to, to bless each of us as we think about our walk with you, as we go through just all of the 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 things that we're having to navigate with this pandemic, that we can constantly ask ourselves, what are you teaching us during this time? Help us to step out in faith. Help us to just to really uh, focus on the weapons that you've given to us to fight with, 
help us to be humble, pray more, praise more, and, and that we can build a faithful community of people here at this place. Thank you for loving us. Give us a good day today. It's your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.